Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 556. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to celebrate because this is the fifth anniversary of the Be Wealthy and Smart podcast, and I just can't believe it. Where did that five years go? It went by so fast. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone listening and everyone who has been a fan of the show and who's a regular listener, a new listener. If you've just found it, welcome. I just want to say I am beaming with gratitude, overflowing with gratitude for the last five years and what it's taught me about just putting myself out there, which is not always fun, sometimes is scary. Sometimes you feel vulnerable. Sometimes you don't know what people think or what they might say. But it's been a really great experience. And I, you know, first started the podcast just thinking it was a great way to get the message out and really help people globally, which has always been what's in my heart is to have that global impact and global message. And it really has helped us do that. I mean, we have reached people in 181 countries. And what's really cool is we're gaining followings in some countries. We're getting, you know, some traction. Like recently, I got a report that we are on the scoreboard in the United Kingdom, in Germany, France, India, Korea, and Ireland. So that's really cool that, you know, we tend to be more at the top of the charts in the business slash investing category for podcasts. So that's really exciting because people are tuning in on a regular basis. And I can just see from our statistics that we do have a real international mix, which is super cool. So welcome from wherever you live, wherever you are from. And I just want to say, I try to make the concepts here really classic so that you might be in a different kind of economy, you might have a different currency, you might have a different set of circumstances and prices that you're dealing with for housing or in your stock market of your home country. But the concepts that I share are really able to translate across any kind of currency or language or market or economy because really wealth building is classic. And that's why I tell men, don't be shy about my book because the wealth building concepts in my book, although I slanted the book a bit toward women, it really is a classic wealth building book with solid sound financial advice. So I think really starting with mindset has been the thing I hear the most feedback on, which is really cool. Step one to wealth is creating a wealthy mindset. And people have told me how much progress they've been making in their mindset, how much the mindset work that I've done, the mindset podcasts that I've done have really helped them, not just with their finances, but also with their confidence, just feeling happier. A lot of 
Nice feedback. Just got a nice email this week about that. So thank you. You know, mindset is something I love to talk about and I constantly actually work on myself. It's something that I'm doing my affirmations, I'm doing my visualization, I'm creating my ideal life through my thoughts and creating that through the belief and the certainty which comes from repetition. And so hopefully you've learned some of those shortcuts, some of those things that maybe you don't hear elsewhere, I don't know. But one thing I would ask, is what belief do you not have? What belief do you not believe that is holding you back? In other words, if mindset is about belief and certainty, what is it that you're not feeling certain about? What is it that you're not believing to be true for your life? That's what I would ask you. And just ponder that question. Maybe you take your wealth journal and jot down an answer to that. But I just think, you know, mindset is so fun to work on. There's been so many awesome things happening lately. I just feel like things are happening fast and furious in a lot of ways in my life. And this week, I just got a message from my agent that she is contacting her counterpart in China to see if perhaps my book could be translated into Chinese. So how cool is that? And that just came out of the blue, out of nowhere, maybe from inside my mind. But it came to me with no outward effort on my part. In other words, I didn't contact my agent. She just contacted me out of the blue about it. So these kinds of exciting things are things that emanate from your thoughts or emanating from what your wants are, what you want your life to be and what you're creating. And the flip side of that is the fear. And there's just so much fear that's constantly created in our societies that we have to walk away from that fear. We have to stop doing things that make us feel fearful, which is why I don't watch the news at night all about bad news. I don't need to know about bad news. I, I believe the bad news exists without having to see it with my own eyes. I want to hear about good news. I want to hear positive things. I want to hear people who are doing good things and focus more on the positive so that the positive expands and so that I can rid my brain of fear. And that is something I think more people need to work on. Really getting out of that fear-based thinking is so important for your wealth building. So I would encourage you to make a change this week. Do something different. Do something that will put some positivity in your thoughts. And don't do something that might be putting some negativity or fear in your thoughts. So when I thought about this podcast, I wasn't sure what I really wanted to say. I know that I wanna share something personal with you, a personal story with you that I haven't shared on the podcast before. But I also was thinking, you know, what are some of my favorite episodes over the last five years? And I would say the one thing that really stands out to me is the episode that I did about Bitcoin with the person who was having the episode of irrational exuberance about buying Bitcoin. And I put the recording of him on that episode. And (laughs) to me, that just so perfectly illustrates what a bubble looks like and how people act when things are in a bubble. And as one of my core teachings, that was really incredible to find. And not that I am making fun of that person at all, but just showing the characteristics, the qualities, the things people say, how they're thinking, how they're feeling, 
when things get in a crazy bubble and how irrational people get. That phrase, irrational exuberance, that Alan Greenspan coined is really true and perfect. I also shared with you a couple of my excursions on Bravo television when I went on a yacht and was on television. So sharing that with you was really fun. The first trip was to Greece on Below Deck Mediterranean on their premiere season of that show. And then last year going to Tahiti on Below Deck and meeting Captain Lee and Kate and everyone else. That was so much fun. And being able to share that with you on the podcast was really fun. And then the interviews, you know, I don't do a lot of interviews as you know because I don't feel like interviews are as educational for you. I don't feel people learn as much from interviews. I feel they're entertained, but I don't feel they really learn as much knowledge that they can put into practice and really can change their life. And since I want to be your wealth mentor and make that change in your life, I've shied away from doing a lot of interviews, which probably has kept my audience a bit smaller than other people. But I am proud to say we just passed two and a half million downloads for our entire five years, which is really amazing to me. I really didn't know what to expect when I set out or what a reasonable goal was. I think two and a half million downloads for all time downloads really exceeds my expectations. But I do think I probably would have a bigger audience if I did more interviews. But I just philosophically feel like the learning, the discovery for you is more profound if I can share what's really going on in the market, real investment concepts, ideas, mindset, etc., rather than having entertaining, colorful, fun, sometimes interviews. But I will say one of my favorite interviews was with James Turk, the founder of goldmoney.com. And I did that several years ago. But as I was interviewing him and really understanding how he was ahead of his time in technology and creating a gold-backed credit card, gold-backed accounts, accounts that you can hold physical gold and silver, platinum, and now even Bitcoin, which as you know, I'm not a Bitcoin fan, but I am a blockchain fan. But I just was so impressed and it really unfolded during that interview. It was really, I think, the most amazing interview So that, I would say, of the last five years was my favorite interview with James Turk, if you haven't heard that. And by the way, I know that in our catalog, now that we have 556 podcasts, it's a problem because Apple only shows the last 300 of those podcasts. So if you are wanting to get the first 250 podcasts, then go over to my website at lindapjones.com forward slash podcasts, and all 556 podcasts are there. Some of those earlier podcasts that I did were really classic episodes. Some of those are the highest rated episodes that I have in terms of downloads. So I would encourage you if you haven't gone back and listened to the six steps to wealth and some of my earlier concepts about mindset and other things, Some of those earlier broadcasts are still some classics and favorites. And I have to laugh because I remember when I was first starting out doing the podcast, I did like about, I don't know, 25 episodes, and then I just hit a brick wall. 
And I was like, that's all I know to teach. I don't know what else to teach. (laughs) I just completely ran out of ideas and thought, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do my next podcast about. I feel like I've shared everything, which just cracks me up because that was nowhere near the truth. And I, of course, just had to go within and find other things that I thought and teach you other things that I knew that sometimes I didn't even know if you'd be interested, but you were. You wanted to know about all kinds of things that I did or spent money on or how I remodeled a house or thought about it or what I thought about debt and how to pay off debt more efficiently, how to get great credit scores, perfect credit scores, all kinds of ideas like that. And of course, now I pick articles for you and share those. But I think doing this podcast really helped me develop a lot of my content that came into my book. A lot of people call my book the podcast on steroids. And they say, if you like the podcast, you will love the book because it's like that only a lot more intense and deep. And it gets really into some of my personal story, philosophy, just a lot of different things. I go back to my childhood. I go back to when my husband was alive, all kinds of things. So there's a lot that I share in there as well as future aspirations. But mostly I focus on what I think step-by-step is going to help you. Because ultimately that is my goal, is to help you make progress. Because if you make progress, then I'm successful. If you figure out how to be financially independent, have financial freedom, if you have a solid retirement, or if you can retire early, or if you can have multiple streams of income, then I'm successful. And so just sharing my knowledge is a thrill and exciting for me, but even more so when you come back to me and tell me how you've applied it in your life, that is just the best. That is the best feeling to know that I've made a difference and I'm living my purpose, my passion, and that it's making a difference. That really, really is what lights me up. When I look back at some of the things that we talked about, I remember I had gotten kind of a a snobby review early on in the podcast where I had been talking about mining stocks and how I liked them. And someone made a nasty comment about that early on. And it kind of stuck with me. It kind of stuck in my craw, you know. And then to have over the last three years, the best sector be the large mining ETF GDX, which was up 11.09% a year for three years, and also GDXJ up 16.5% per year for three years, be the top performing sectors was really satisfying. And I felt like I was vindicated. So that was really cool. Also, just having the fourth quarter be a difficult quarter with the S&P 500 down 13.5% and have those mining ETFs up 14.5% and over 11% was really cool. So giving you something that went up when the market went down was really satisfying as well. And then my passion for cannabis stocks with our ETF MJ, I got some criticism for that. And I think it took me a long time to get educated about what was good about cannabis because I had stereotypes, I had natural prejudices from so much negative propaganda over the years. But once I really looked at it and understood it 
and understood CBD oil and some of the uses, medicinal uses, not recreational, but medicinal uses, then it was exciting to really get behind MJ and see it go up 55% in under three months and see that be still a strong performer and knowing that we've just scratched the surface in that area and that that sector, that trend has a long way to go and that that's gonna build wealth for some people, I believe, in my opinion. But then the news about baby boomers not having any money saved for retirement, 45% of baby boomers having $0 saved for retirement was really shocking to me. And that recent episode about baby boomers and their retirement survey was disheartening to say the least. And that they are thinking they can rely on social security, which is only $14,000 per year on average and that they don't anticipate that their expenses are gonna run at least $55,000 a year in the US, told me that there is a real issue out there that we still need to be working on and we still need to be helping people with and we still need to be making progress around. So that is going to be a focus for me because doing the survey that I've done, we do have a very high income crowd. We have 62% of our audience make six figures or more. We have a very affluent audience. And it's hard to know because I don't know if a certain age group fills out the survey more than another age group. So it's hard to tell whether there's a bias as to who's filling out the survey versus people who aren't filling out the survey. So there is that, but What it told me was we have a very affluent crowd who listens to this podcast and you're looking for good ideas of where to build wealth, how to build wealth, how to get to financial freedom faster. So that's been really exciting to see in our survey and to get your feedback. Most of you said you really enjoy the show. You didn't really have any negatives to tell me about the show. Occasionally, I still get a negative about the opening song, but I also get a lot of positives where people love that opening song. And I'll say it again, the reason I chose that song is as an affirmation. So it might not be your favorite music, but I chose it because it's a positive affirmation, it has positive words, and I thought it would help you get in the right frame of mind before listening to the podcast, as well as kind of the mantra that I say at the beginning of the show about being America's wealth mentor and empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. That's my mantra. That's my affirmation to get me in the right frame of mind, mantra, mindset, vibration, and all of that. So I'm using that at the beginning of the show for myself, and I'm giving you one when you come into the show. So that's kind of the strategy behind all of that. It it is something that really gets us on the same wavelength. So one thing I wanted to share with you is a personal story that I haven't shared with you before. And I actually put this on Instagram because it kind of hit me and I hadn't really thought about it before. And so I wrote about it on Instagram. You may or may not know that I love classic cars, which is kind of hilarious because I'm also very opinionated about not buying cars very frequently. So it's kind of funny that on the one hand, I appreciate the beauty of classic cars and how classic cars can appreciate actually as an investment. But on the other hand, I also caution people not to buy new cars and not to buy cars too frequently and not to spend too much money on cars because it's just money down the drain, etc. 
So it's kind of funny that I have the uh, the one side I feel really strongly about not buying cars frequently and not buying new cars. And then on the other hand, I have this real appreciation for cars. So I was thinking about that the other day and I actually go to a classic car cruise night here in the desert. In Palm Desert, they have this night where you go and you drive up on the Saks Fifth Avenue parking area, the top parking lot, and it's like a tailgate party with all these classic cars. And you're supposed to have a car 25 years or older. And so there's all kinds of gorgeous cars. It's just, it's amazing. There's all kinds of cars. And so my sister and I go to that and we both have older Mercedes. She has a 350SL and I have a 560SL. And They're both classic cars. So going to this car cruise night, it's been really fun because we've met classic car owners. We've looked at all these cars. We've watched them cruise around and uh, talked with people about them. Some people are car collectors. Other people just have one car. It's really interesting, but I love that. And I love just being around classic cars. In fact, one of the things on my bucket list is to go to Pebble Beach to the Concourse d'Elegance, which is that very famous classic car show. So I hope to do that sometime. So we were at the car show and I took a picture in front of an old Rolls Royce and then I posted it on my Instagram and I wrote this story. It says, I have a good story to share with you. You know how I don't buy new cars and stress not spending money on depreciating assets? I also have a great appreciation for classic cars. You may not know that I own a classic car, now 30 years old, not the one in the picture. I bought it a few years old, of course, and have kept it all these years. I plan to keep it for the rest of my life. It's now so old that the value of it, it's a red 1989 Mercedes 560SL, has started increasing and it has become an appreciating asset. I purposely bought the last year they made the classic SL body style. See how that works and what can happen when you plan your car purchases wisely and understand the concept of appreciating and depreciating assets? Well, that was my post and I thought that was really fun because at some point a car like that, that can be a special year or a special brand of car, it's possible for it to end being a depreciating asset and start being an appreciating asset if it's the kind of car that people wanna collect. So I thought that was an interesting concept that I'd never talked about on the podcast. And so you can check that out on my Linda P. Jones Instagram page if you're on Instagram. But I just thought that was kind of fun and a concept that was unusual, different, had a little twist that I thought I'd share on this special broadcast tonight. So the last thing I want to do is just share with you some book reviews that people have written because they really touched me. They're really amazing. You guys are putting things into practice and I am so thrilled that you love the podcast and the book together, hand in hand, and how many who have found one have also found the other. One thing I wanna stress is that the men have said they recommend the book for men too. So for example, Justin said, quality book with rich context, essential for beginning investor. 
I first heard Linda on different podcasts with three other hosts and quickly became a fan and subscribed to her podcast. The information she feeds is on point, short, and rich content. I learned so much and I am taking good care of our finances. And here I got to borrow her book from a friend, dived in, it's easy to read, not some dry and boring finance book. I especially was interested to read about bubbles and cycles, always waiting for another podcast. Thank you, Justin. That is awesome. Also, another man, Dave, said, this is a great book. Men, don't let the title fool you. I'm a 58-year-old man who has already had some success preparing for retirement, and I found Linda's experiences and insights extremely valuable. Her writing style is easy to follow and coherent. Without the fancy jargon so many financial professionals use to impress, I think anyone with a sincere desire to achieve long-term financial security will find Linda's six practical steps not only achievable, but encouraging and inspiring. Thank you, Dave. That was awesome. Here's another one from an anonymous reviewer. It says, great book, easy and quick read. Provides definite steps of how to become a wealth heiress with your map, your millionaire action plan, and the wealth building formula, McT. Provides in-depth knowledge with resources to study more on such websites or other apps. Makes me want to look more into investing and making smart decisions financially. And here's one from LR. Great information about how to make the best of your money. Finally, a book about money that's actually interesting. This book is great. Lots of information that is useful, actionable, and easy to read and follow. Well, thank you. I don't think I can go for a better review than that. If it's interesting and easy to read and follow and you're learning how to make the best of your money, that's it. That's what I want for everyone. And I wrote this book for people who might not be normally interested in financial things. I wrote it with lots of stories and without the jargon so that even people who aren't typically reading financial books will like this book. People who are a beginner, people who are advanced, people who are sophisticated investors, people who are just getting started, it doesn't matter. There's a lot in here. And just like on the podcast, I give information that beginners can understand, but also people that are seasoned investors can benefit from. Particularly the third chapter on cycles, people tell me that's their favorite chapter. And that is the one that is something I felt strongly about disclosing in this book because I had not read about it in another book in quite the way I describe it. And with the experts that I mention and the specific examples of exact cycles that have been happening and repeating. So a lot of people tell me, That's their favorite chapter, which is really cool. That's my edgiest chapter and the one I was probably the most nervous about. How would people accept it? But they get it and I'm really happy that they get it. So that's really cool. And again, something very unique that I wanted to add to the financial conversation that I had not seen out there in any other book. So with that, I just want to say thank you for a great five years. I hope to be still here in the next five years with you listening and growing and becoming wealthier and wealthier and more financially independent and financially free. And I hope that you're putting the information that you're learning here to use because It doesn't do any good if it just goes in one ear and out the other. The only way you're going to really benefit is to put it into practice and to gain confidence for yourself 
that what I'm sharing with you works. So I want to thank you for supporting the book, supporting the podcast, for your great reviews on the book and the podcast, just everything that you've done for filling out the survey. You guys have been amazing and I've benefited from getting to know some of you in the VIP experience and that's been very exciting to actually take it to the next level and get to know people who have been listening to the podcast but I wasn't aware of and now having that relationship in the VIP experience is really cool. So thank you for five years and just making this a really fun, fun venture for me and super rewarding. And I hope it's also been the same for you. If you haven't yet subscribed, this would be a great time to hit that subscribe button and make sure that you're tuned in for every podcast that becomes available. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.